Fight fans, and welcome to a special edition of the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is episode 91. It is our UFC 223 primer. Saturday, April 7th, 10 p.m. Eastern, live from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. In just a second, we're going to turn to my man, Lou Finicaro. MMA handicapper extraordinaire. He's going to break down the card, give you his leans, lay it out so you can play it out Saturday night in New York. Literally, as we get set to record this, Conor McGregor has stormed the Barclays Center in New York. He's causing all types of chaos. It's absolutely riveting how masterful this guy is as a self-promoter, as a marketer. I know some people will say he's crazy, he's insane, he's lost his mind, but he knows how to make headlines and he knows how to generate interest. So let's not waste any more time, man. Let's get to our special edition of the Sharp 600 UFC 223 Primer. Gonna be up 500 by midnight. He's one of the smartest MMA handicappers in the business. You can check out the website gamlu.com and also follow him on Twitter at gamlu. My guy, Lou Finnick. Caro joining us here once again on the Sharp 600. First question out of the gate, Dana White said earlier this week that he expects Conor McGregor to fight again in the UFC. He even went so far as to say it could happen this year. Do you see that happening? And if so, who could be the possible opponent? That's that's very interesting because just prepping for this call, I'm looking at Twitter and Connor showed up at the Barclays Center where uh, the fighters were having events, and he caused he and an entourage, eight ten guys on film, caused uh, a, a fracas chasing Nurmagomedov, who was in his van with other fighters, leaving to go back to the hotel, throwing chairs at the van window. Apparently, glass broke, and Michael Chiesa, who's on the card, has some form of laceration. That's all I know to this point. But to try and answer your question about Connor, somewhere or another, uh, we got to establish who the boss is, and the organization uh, has to get Connor in line, and they've done that by stripping him of his title and making this fight between Max Holloway and Nurmagomedov a title fight. Uh, Connor showing up there and acting the way he does causes all kinds of questions. I won't speculate as to his mental condition, um, but uh, if White says Connor's fighting this year, I tend to agree with him. Main card, lightweight bout featuring 11th-ranked Al Iaquinta as a minus-130 favorite over Paul Felder. How does this fight stack up in your eyes? Yeah, to me, this is interesting because it's Al Iaquinta who has um, a, a couple of times gone back and forth into the USC, then out. He's an active uh, residential realtor in New York. He's coming out of being inactive for this fight. And he's fighting a guy that looks and, and, and fights just like him. But Felder, the opponent, and who also happens to be a slight underdog, is the more active fighter that's been fighting over the last two years. And quite honestly, I am a little surprised that Iaquinta is the favorite here. He's a good fighter, but where's his head at? I'd have to lean to Felder in this one. Sticking with the lightweight division, ninth-ranked Michael Chiesa, who you were just talking about a few moments ago, he's a small favorite over 12th-ranked Anthony Pettis. Chiesa's off that loss to Kevin Lee last June. Pettis is off a loss to Dustin Poirier back in November. Who bounces back into the win column here? 
Yeah, Kiesa, uh, the, the, the a little bit younger, but way younger in fight years. He's the taller, lankier fighter that must have this on the ground. Pettis is a striker, going to try and, and knock Kiesa out. I think Pete, these are two different trains. I think uh, Kiesa still has a cent left in his career, and Pettis is fighting to hold on. That's a tough task. I lean to Kiesa here in front of the hometown uh, New York crowd. Featherweight division, 11th-ranked Renato Moicano, a very small underdog against 13th-ranked Calvin Kadar. Do you see an edge for either fighter in this one? I do, but it's not the favorite. Kadar, uh, uh, Qatar, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but a Boston, Boston kid in his last fight uh, really was taken deep against a guy in Shane Burgos, uh, who is a limited fighter. Kadar is, is a very polished stand-up boxer. He fought that last fight in front of his home crowd in Boston, makes the trip to New York against a guy that has well more experience, has fought better competition, is a very smart striker, has very good wrestling, and a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Moicano has more ways to win, and I think he is the value in this matchup. Huge rematch in the women's straw rate division as Rose Namajunas is going to put the strap on the line as a slight dog against the woman she shockingly upset at Madison Square Garden last November in Joanna Yejacek. How does the second go-round for these two play out Saturday? I happen to believe the hype before the first fight between these two that Joanna was potentially one of the greatest women UFC fighters uh, to date. And uh, unfortunately for her, she was taking flights. She was drinking champagne, uh, wearing Gucci uh, glasses and designer jeans, and she was taking care of everything except fight business. And she went in against Rose, who's arguably a more well-rounded fighter than Joanna because she possesses ground game. But Joanna went in there uh, 25%, 30% of the fighter that she is. She opened in the first fight 450, closed 710. In this fight, she opened minus 210. You can catch her as a pick. That's absolute value. I, I really like Joanna Janjacek in this fight. Main event, lightweight title fight featuring Max Holloway, who's stepping in on short notice for the injured Tony Ferguson to take on the undefeated 25-0 Russian champion Khabib Nurmagomedov. How will Holloway fare here after having to cut so much weight on short notice? Not well. He's cutting a whole bunch of weight to get to 155, and Holloway happens to be the champion at 145. So uh, not only does he not get a full camp, he's fighting 10 pounds heavier, and to me it's going gonna, it's gonna to equate to Max having about four to five minutes to get this done and, and lay it all out on the line. Uh, Nurmagomedov is not the guy you want to go into without a full camp. He is a complete world-class grinder he uh, probably is weakest where Holloway's strongest and that's why I see Holloway is only having about a four minute window before Nurmagomedov gets tired of chasing him clasps onto him takes him to the mat and submits him Lou before we let you go anything on the prelims or early prelims that we should be keeping an eye on very early in the fight card, Devin Clark's fighting a, a debuter uh, with, uh, whose name is Michael Rodriguez. Rodriguez really is going to be such a larger, stronger, 
uh, more physical man in this fight. Even though Clark's a, a tough matchup for him, you can catch Michael Rodriguez at somewhere uh, as a dog or even plus 100, and he's a fighter I'll be looking at second fight out of the gate. He's one of the smartest MMA handicappers in the business. Check out the website, gamlu.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at gamlu. My guy, Lou Finicaro, joining us here on the Sharp 600. Lou, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for the insights, man. Good luck this weekend. Thank you so much. Same to you, Joe, and good luck to everybody. It says here we should work in teams. Who wants to be my spotter? Episode 91, our UFC 223 primer is in the book. Saturday, April 7th, 10 p.m. Eastern at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Shout out to my man, Lou Finicaro, for dropping the knowledge today. We greatly appreciate it. Shout out to all of you for subscribing, rating, reviewing, and supporting this project. It is greatly appreciated. Enjoy the fight Saturday night, everyone. Be well and best of luck. Watch my and smoke your ass.